This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal Transfer Show. Thank you so much for taking your seats in the TGC Stadium and joining me to discuss all the latest Arsenal news, transfer views and get some of your questions to talk about. Uh, I wish there was another word I could come up with that rhymed with news and views. Shampoos? No, it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> good morning to everybody joining us. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Matt G, good morning to you. PJ, Carl and Simon and Martin. I mean, you, to be fair, I always skip past Matt G and say good morning, Matt G. But Matt G, determination to get first in, in the chat box every morning is unrivaled. It's unreal. Like, if I had a tally of all the people that managed to get first in the chat box, Matt G would be like, I mean, it used to be Peeny Ween. Where has Peeny Ween gone? Disappeared into the ether. Uh, but Matt G uh, storming ahead with all of these firsts. Ethan uh, and Olu, good morning to you. To Paul, to Ian. Uh, Black Shine, good morning, mate. Hope you're doing well. James, Devin, Amir, Kaiser, uh, good morning. Uh, Dave and Gaming Stuff. It's great to see some new uh, kind of names pop up. I know that you're probably not new and you're like, I've been watching the show for ages, but... Sometimes it just doesn't click in my head. Uh, but good morning, everybody else joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good and I uh, hope you're having a fantastic week as well. It's Thursday, which means two days to go. Thursday, Friday, and then it's match day. So brilliant stuff. We will be breaking down more, of course, as we lead up to that game. But we've got some stuff to talk about first. As always, the show is sponsored by Football Prizes. And once again, once again, a prize is sold out in a day. This is a joke. Like, you guys are mad. Like, <laughs> thank you so much for helping support the channel and showing what an amazing community we've got here. Because, you know, a, a prize that was supposed to go up for a week, like the draw is not until the 23rd. Um, <laughs> it's already gone. It's already sold out. And, and amazing. I had so many people message me as well saying they won, like, the spot prizes. Like, someone messaged me saying they won the Odegaard shirt from last week. Uh, one of the people in the Discord server, I think it was Dan Robert, again, who's already won prizes before won the signed Paul Merson shirt. 
someone won the Bergkampfshire. I think it was Sean won the uh, the, uh, the the signed Dennis Bergkampfshire. Amazing. So this show, this is sold out. Uh, if there's any news of a new prize, of course, uh, I'll bring that to you tomorrow. I'm assuming they will put up another new prize. So you can, if you'd missed out on this one, you can get involved with the next one. But yes, the TGT family are winning prizes. It's great. I love the fact that if there's a sponsor of the channel, you guys can get stuff. And that's certainly what's happening with this. So amazing stuff. Link in the description to the website if you want to check out some of their more competitions. Because it's not just Arsenal they do. It's more general prizes and stuff like that. So link, as always, in the description to take you to the website. Uh, Subscribe to the Arsenal Way. I'll be live over there, as always, at 10 a.m. So make sure you come and join us this morning. Uh, and also, if you didn't check out yesterday's preview show, that is up uh, with the boys. We're joined by Chris uh, and Sartvik. Uh, and we were also joined by Sasha to have a chat about Bournemouth on Saturday. So if you want to hear my thoughts, my predicted lineups, our desired lineups, uh, injury news, key players, all that stuff, then go and watch the preview show. It's up on the channel as always. However, yesterday, Fabio Vieira made his debut uh, in an Arsenal shirt for the under-21s. He played in a 2-1 victory over Swansea. He wasn't the only one that played. Emil Smith-Rowe and Cedric also featured in the team that was quite changed from the usual under-21s team. Uh, Karen Edwards was not there. Neither was Brooke Norton Cuffey. Uh, and uh, Tim McAnola was on the bench. Aziz did start as well. There was a couple of uh, very decent debuts as well. Lina Souza played, but uh, they won 2-1. Fabio Vieira looked good on the right-hand side. Interesting where he was playing, because he was playing on the right, and that obviously gives us a bit of a hint, perhaps, where he might be coming in, and also where we might not be signing a player, because if Fabio Vieira is playing in that right-wing position, perhaps our focus is more onto the central midfield in the window. Certainly one to think about. Uh, now, the Arsenal will wear their third kit for the game against Bournemouth. I did think, I was trying to work out which kit made the most sense because, of course, even though we've got this pink kit, the dark shorts also clash with the dark shorts of Bournemouth. But we can't wear the red kit. We can't wear the black kit because Bournemouth play in red and black. So it was always going to be that the third kit was probably what we would play in this Saturday. And good news, I can tell you that finally, after being ordered no less than 19 days ago, my third kit has finally shipped and it's on its way. So uh, some good news there that uh, hopefully, maybe even for the game, I'll be able to adorn the third shirt with Gabriel Jesus's name on the back. That is the hope, at least after finally, after so long, it is now being dispatched. Uh, Nicolas Pepe, according to Nice Martin, is open to a move to Liga. We brought you the story yesterday that Foot Mercato reported that Nice were interested in taking Nicola Pepe on loan for the rest of this season. Uh, it's a move that I think certainly would aid Arsenal's ability to perhaps sell Pepe in 2023. They're just not going to find a buyer, unfortunately. It just seems like in 2022, it's just not possible at the moment. And so therefore, we're looking forward to that 2023 window where after a loan move, where hopefully he's played week in, week out, got a really good record, that another team comes in for him and wants to buy him. That's the hope. We will see, indeed, what ends up happening. Now, Musa Diaby, uh, the Bayer Leverkusen winger, uh, reportedly could still move this transfer window. Of course, Arsenal have been linked to the French international. But it's said that if there is no offer made, he will sign a brand new contract. That is also reported that if a bid is made, that Bayer Leverkusen would want in the region of €60 million Euros uh, to get a deal done. This is according to Luca Bedoni, who does stuff for uh, uh, Di Marzio. He says, been told there is a draft agreement for Musa Diaby's contract extension at Bayer Leverkusen in case he does leave this summer. 
New deal would be valid until 2026, but parties are now awaiting to see if the clubs interested will send bids by Leverkusen request 60 million euros. So if Arsenal want to sign Moussa Diaby, they would have to pay 60 million euros. However, there are a number of other teams interested, including the likes of Newcastle. Uh, it is expected that they potentially will move in for Diaby towards the end of the window. If that happens, they will have to spend big, as would Arsenal. I don't see Arsenal happening. I don't see that deal happening for Arsenal at all. I don't think they would spend that amount of money for a player that would only be a backup or a competitor in the starting lineup. It, I mean, he's got the absolute potential and quality to start for Arsenal at times, but he doesn't start over neither Martinelli nor Saka right now. So that's why it makes any deal for Arsenal difficult. And finally, uh, our headline story of the day. Not too much news to discuss today, of course, uh, but Pedro Neto's future. Uh, according to 90 Min, uh, he could still leave Wolves toward the end of the window. As we know, he is a big fan of Arsenal in that famous interview that keeps on finding its way back onto our social feeds, admitting that he is indeed an Arsenal fan. But 90 Min have claimed that supposedly Neto could yet move on before the end of the window. Uh, it's expected that Wolves would ask for a pretty mahusive fee to get this deal done but according to 90 min all style at pedro neto could become available for a transfer towards the end of the summer transfer window if the price is right what that price is is anyone's guess but having just signed a brand new deal all the way through to 2027 you can expect that they would ask for easily upwards of a hundred million pounds now they've just brought in Mateus nunez taking their spending in excess of a hundred million so they might be open to trying to recoup some of those funds but Pedro Neto is quite easily, in my view, their best player and would not be wanting to lose him at all. And that completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to move on to you guys now in the chat box for the next 10 minutes or 15 minutes or so and tackle as many of your questions as we can after this quick break. As I said at the start of the show, uh, the prize for F uh, Patrick Vieira and Gilberto Silva's dual-signed custom frame display has sold out, as have, of course, all the instant win prizes of that prize. And congratulations to those that took part and won your prizes. The draw for this takes place on Tuesday, the 23rd of August, or perhaps the Wednesday. Uh, in fact, I can probably give you the information on that. This prize will take place on Wednesday, the 24th of August, um, from 12pm over on the Football Prizes Facebook page. So there you go. If you did buy a ticket, good luck. If you've already won one of those instant prizes, congratulations. If you want to have a look at some of the other competitions on the website, the link, as always, is in the video description. Anyway, let's jump into the chats and get some of your questions. Uh, Red Star says, what do you know about Joel Idaho? Uh, will he get games in Cups and the Europa League? What do I know about him? I know that we signed him from Ajax a couple of years ago when Arsenal were doing that big push to try and sign players from abroad before Brexit affected the way in which Arsenal could sign young players across the continent. Uh, and he's done very well. Uh, he's scored a fair few goals. He's worked his way up from the under-18s to the under-23s. Now, of course, that's merged into the under-21s, scoring goals this season, scored again yesterday. Really exciting young player in a wide position. Netherlands Youth International, perhaps. I'm going to double-check that. Um but uh, it makes sense if he was playing for the Netherlands youth team. Still only 19 years of age uh, on the international stage. He hasn't, at the moment, according to this, got a call-up to the Netherlands youth team as of yet. But I 
would be shocked to see if there wasn't an opportunity for him in the near future. But he's now playing, of course, as I said, for the under-21s. He plays on the left, can play on the right. I don't think he can play in the middle, uh, but he's pretty tricky, quite quick, and good with the ball at his feet. So keep an eye on him. I don't know if there's any room for him in a cup competition or the Europa League yet. But yeah, we'll wait and see. It was interesting that Marquinhos wasn't on the bench yesterday or even in the starting lineup for the under-21s. Perhaps uh, he will be involved in the games at the weekend or be on the bench in some capacity. He's done very well in the youth teams and looks absolutely a cut above the rest and should really be playing senior football. Maybe there's a loan move in the offing. We'll have to wait and see why he was not involved in yesterday's games. Uh, it should be said that Arteta was in attendance yesterday for the game against Swansea, so he was watching his senior players and the potential of the other young players that are coming through as well. Uh, a clockwork tangerine says, Tom, are you hoping Nunez's debut for Wolves on Saturday will consist of a hat-trick? Of course, if we're taking points off our rivals, that's all that we want to see. Uh, Matt says, any thoughts on Aziz? He developed into a 97 overall in my latest FIFA career mode. Not sure if that means anything. Matt, it means zero. It means absolutely nothing. Of course, FIFA can recognise players with uh, a lot of potential. Thoughts on Aziz? You know, his loan spell at Portsmouth didn't go too great. He's got a lot of work to do to try and build his way back up to being a potential Arsenal candidate of the future. I think he needs another low move, potentially to the championship to test himself. If it doesn't work out there, you can probably foresee his Arsenal career petering out, unfortunately. It's about how he takes ownership of the next step in his career that's going to be the most key. Uh, Dave says, love the fact that so many tuned in to watch the under-21s game. Yeah, of course, everyone wants to see how Fabio Vieira got on. And you have to say that he played some really interesting passes. The little chip over the top to Smith-Rowe was in particular quite exciting. And you can see Bakaya Saka running onto those chances or Martin Odegaard getting involved with the link-up play. It's going to be exciting when Fabio is introduced into the first team with a lot more uh, consistency. Uh, Sam says, Tom, love the show last night. I did say that the, uh, at the start it's great, but you know there's going to be ups and downs. But all I want to see is how we bounce back. What's your thoughts? Yeah, look, we are going to lose at some point. We are going to draw at some point. We are going to drop points at some stage in the season. It's going to be about how we react when that eventually does happen. No one should be losing their heads if we draw to Bournemouth or if we lose to, um, I don't know, Wolves or someone like that. It's going to happen. You don't win or you don't win every game. It's just not possible. Um, even in an invincible season, you don't win every game. Even in a season where Liverpool and Man City get to, if not more than 100 points, you still drop points at some stage. It's about how you react to that. Hopefully, Arsenal can react to it. As Arteta says in All or Nothing, you know, the expectation on Arsenal is to win every single game. That's the expectation of Arsenal, is to win every game. It's not always going to happen. It's about how you react. For me, the biggest intrigue is going to be if we ever go a goal down first, if we don't score first, how Arsenal react in that moment. That's going to be the interesting tell about our season is when we react to going a goal down. We only managed to turn one scoreline around last season when we conceded first. That needs to improve dramatically this year. Uh, Alan says, do you think we need a CDM who can compete with Partey? Is that a priority, more so than a winger? Or is Arteta convinced with El Nene? Um, I've got an article coming out this morning at 11am over on Football London talking specifically about this and actually about the challenge that we face if we want to find someone that can compete with Thomas Partey. It's not easy to find an option to sign for a reasonable price that would want to come in that's available, that's realistic, that's not got injury problems, that's an out-and-out number six, not just a versatile option that's normally a number eight, but someone that can give us real quality and compete with Partey. 
there aren't that many options out there. There really aren't. I put a tweet out asking for people to come up with names. And a lot of the names that I'd say 90% of the names that we got were either unrealistic, would not be joining to be on the bench and play second field to Partey, just not realistically. The players not for sale, the club like Moises Caicedo, for instance, club don't want to sell him. There was only a few instances where I saw some genuinely good suggestions. One of my favorite suggestions on the list was Guillermo Rodriguez from Real Betis. I think that's a really interesting profile of player if Arsenal wanted to move for someone of that ilk. He could be someone that solves those issues. I think he would be open to a move. He's of an age now, 27, 28 years of age, where you're investing in him at a certain level. I don't think it would cost too much, but certainly would give some experience into the midfield still in an area, you know, in a team that still needs, I think, some 27, 28-year-olds. I don't think that's necessarily the worst thing in the world for that position. If we're looking at 29, 30-year-olds, then we might have a bit more of a problem. But Guido Rodriguez for 20 million? Could be a decent move for Arsenal to consider in the future. Uh, Paul says, what's Nottingham University like? Uh, my daughter is going there after her A-level results and you went there. I went to Nottingham Trent, not Uni of Nottingham. There's two. Trent's the better one. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, ranking-wise it isn't, but it is the most and most quickly improving university in the country. It's exceptionally good. So if she's going to Uni of, she'll have a great time. If she's going to Nottingham Trent, she'll have a, great, a better time. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, Alan says, do you think we need a CDM who can compete with Parta? Oh, we've done that one. I've just read that. Uh, Deep Kundu says, do you think Lino Souza could get an opportunity in the Europa League? Not sure because we have two starting left backs in Tierney and, of course, in Zinchenko. It's going to be difficult to see the left back role being used to rotate in a youth player. Maybe from the bench, that could be an option. But I think from the start, it's going to be tricky to see that. Uh, Mark says, I keep saying that we need a backup six for Partey. Oneni is good to help the holder, uh, to help hold onto a lead, but he doesn't have the skills to chase a game if we're one or two down if Partey is hurt. I agree with you. Uh, Kunal says, hi, Tom. Do you like the idea of Smith Rowe as a right-sided eight? It was interesting watching him play that for the under 21s yesterday, kind of interchanging with Fabio Vieira at times on the right-hand side. It could work. But Odegaard's inversion on that side is just so valuable to Arsenal that it would be difficult to see Smith-Rowe ousting him from the team. Uh, Ashwin says, Tom, Tonali is a great option as the number six for our team, but you said all summer that an addition to the midfield is the most important. What has made you change your mind? Numbers. The, uh, the How much Sambi Lukonga has impressed over pre-season. And the fact that we didn't sign a wide player that could also play in the middle. I'm just worried that ultimately if we lose Jesus how much that affects us and not having enough cover in the forward line and adding something to the forward line. That's what's made me change my mind. Uh, so I hope that answers your question. Uh, is Norton Cuffey going alone, Mauro? Potentially. We don't know at this stage. I think a loan is necessary for his development. He's just signed a new deal. We're protected in that sense. Get him on loan to the championship. I think that's a situation that would work. Simon says, do you think Man United are jealous of Arsenal and are copying Arsenal's end of season, losing their first three games in order to improve? I think they're jealous of Arsenal, but if they're going by losing their first three games, not the best way to start your season, is it? Uh, Wes says, are you worried about Zinchenko and White defensively? Do you think... We'll... I'm not worried about White defensively at all. Zinchenko, I am. Yes, I think there's scope to say that he is going to get roasted a few times, especially against much better wingers. But I think that it's a balance that we find in our defence. White, Gabriel, Saliba at the back gives us balance. Zinchenko and Saka in the wider areas give us kind of the width and then we've got the creativity and the progression through the middle so I think it's a very balanced team so it doesn't worry me right now 
Tierney and Tommy Asu coming into the team. That's exciting when that happens. We've got a lot of options, and, and that's great to have. Uh, Rich says, Tom, how much better than Reese Nelson are Diaby and Pedro Neto? Um, if Nelson is here, that we're, we're, we're going off the screen in terms of how much better those two are. They're just on a different level, unfortunately. Nelson has potential, don't get me wrong, but his application is consistency, and now, of course, with these injury problems, it's the application of his talents just not anywhere close to the likes of Neto or uh, or Diaby. Go and watch the Neto uh, versus Leeds game at the start of the season. I've never seen a player play quite like that without getting a goal or an assist. It was a fabulous performance. It was really quite special. And thank you to Clive for showing me that because I needed to see it. Yeah, very special indeed. Uh, Ayush says, uh, Tom, with Cody's performance, Cody Gapper's performance at the Ibrox, he looked very good. You're right. PSV looked clear to reach the UCL, so that could be curtains for Arsenal's pursuit of him. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, Cody Gakpo uh, was seen as a player that needed to stay with PSV until they qualify for the Champions League. Uh, they weren't going to sell him before the qualifiers. Now he's played in the qualifiers. He could move, but I would say that Arsenal's interest in him has called significantly. Man United looked like the more likely team that would sign him, but they are still prioritising Anthony despite having to pay upwards of 80 million quid. If they overpay for another Ajax player, I will laugh. <laughs> I will laugh a lot. Uh, Dan says, Tom, do you believe that we should be getting top four even if we don't make any more signings? Absolutely. Minimum top four. Expectation, absolutely. Uh, Alan says, do you think we need a CDM? Oh, Alan, stop putting the same question in over and over again. <laughs> uh, let's go to JDB says, Tom, two quick questions. Uh, when's the Europa League draw? 26th? I think, of August, 25th or 26th of August. I think that's when it is. On my wedding day, ironically, if it is. Uh, thoughts on people feeling that Fabio Vieira fits in with the N21s is physical, as in he's physically not it. Um, there are a lot of players that are physically not it. Lots of players that don't necessarily have that bulkiness. Fabio doesn't have that yet. I imagine it's something that he will improve gradually whilst at Arsenal. They'll definitely train him and condition him to have that, but you know, I wouldn't look at... Bruno Fernandes came into the Premier League without that physicality and took it by storm. So I don't necessarily think you need physicality to succeed. Um, but what I would say is that it's an area of his game that I think the club will look to try and help him bulk up. That's for sure. Uh, let's go to Olu, who says, Hey, Tom, will you consider holding off buying a number six this year and going for someone like a Declan Rice next year? His contract ends in 2024. I would be shocked if Arsenal got hold of Rice. I just don't see him leaving West Ham for anything less than 100 million quid or on a free, in which case I think he'd probably move to Chelsea. So I would hold off signing a six if it meant us getting a player kind of that level. Absolutely, because I don't think there's any reason to panic by a number six, but uh, especially when we've got the numbers in that area anyway. But if there's a quality player in that position available... I would say that we should be open to try and find an option to do that. Anyway, uh, it's only a slightly shorter show today because I've got stuff to do this morning. Uh, I'll be back potentially this afternoon, if not, of course, tomorrow morning with the next update of Arsenal's transfers. Uh, I haven't talked about the All or Nothing episodes because I know that a lot of you probably haven't seen them yet. We'll probably do a discussion so, uh, show either this afternoon on the whole series. I want to do a show kind of looking back at All or Nothing to get people's thoughts on it. Um, so at some point I'll bring that through to you other than that I'll definitely be back tomorrow morning and of course I'll be live at 10am this morning so in just over an hour and a half time over on the Arsenal way link as always is in the video description in the link tree uh, click the link tree you can join our fantasy through that you can join up as a member through that 
All information is in the link tree. So go and click that link to find out more about how you can get involved with TGT to an even higher level. Thank you so much for tuning in, people. Uh, I will see you again very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.